I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Week two of lockdown podcasting. Do you guys ever write great parody songs, but they're like, you're worried they're offensive, so you can't sing them? My whole life. (laughs) There's a well-known New Zealand song called When I Saw You in Verona. And that just lends it so well to Corona. But I'm like, this is, you know, people are dying out there. I can't sing it, right? Oh, I think you can sing it. What does LMNOP think? Because it works so good. It works so, when I saw you get Corona, you sat down and moved over. It's perfect. Sing the whole song. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't worked out all the details yet, but it's going to be a weird Al Yankovic style hit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Advanced Analytics. My name is... Um, Guy Williams, I forgot my own name. I'm joined by um, JT via the phone. JT, how are you? Hi, everyone. And he hasn't, he hasn't managed to talk on the podcast yet, which is making me feel very suspicious. My brother Paul Williams is here too. Hello. It is time for Advanced Analytics. I just get so excited to have people to talk to, you know. I'm glad to talk to you guys. Yep. Me too. <laughs> Paul, do you sound, are you excited? I'm not, I'm not sure I can quite read the tone of your voice at the moment. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm just quickly trying to um, do some prep for Magic Mayhem. <laughs> I didn't even say Magic Mayhem was in the show, but we'll give it our best try. Um, I never want to, not in the show. I wanted to I've ask... Got some, I've got some Mayhem to throw in the mix when it's time, Paul. <laughs> yeah. It's the backbone of the podcast. You can't have... The podcast doesn't stand up without it holding up the top part of the podcast, the head and the arms and stuff. Whoa. Well, I wanted to ask you guys just briefly, um, what do you? Th- what has been the, the best and worst thing of self-isolation so far? Can I, can I ask you guys that? Are you guys, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, so best for me was... If, so if it wasn't for the existential like, dread... Yeah, that's the, that's that like the anxiety about the whole thing is the worst part. But if it wasn't from that, I'm loving it, absolutely loving it. Because I get to go, I use my my, I've got a park right next door for my isolated exercise. It's sunny, and the latest uh, season of Curb Your Enthusiasm was so good. Yeah. I didn't but, think it was. Can I? Oh, uh, I thought it was really good. Can I rebut you on that? Like, I just feel like the world is changing, and no one wants to hear an old rich white man complain about his mundane problems at the country club anymore am i right am i wrong am i right but but wasn't that and that was the joke in itself guy though wasn't it it was sort of like a piss take of the uh uh geez what's david brent uh, ricky gervais style late life you know not late life comeback but you know how ricky gervais and loads of other old white guy who sort of edgy comedians when they're younger and then they get old and just do that's the same like Jerry Seinfeld does it to a degree as well. Yeah. And I sort of thought that that was part of the joke. No, I just feel like he's, he, just, he's just been doing the same thing for 10 seasons and now it's stale. Oh, man. That John Hamm episode was so good. I didn't even get Come that. On. I, didn't even, I didn't even get that far. I watched about six episodes. I'm all about that Veep these days, eh? It's so, 
so uh, so funny that show. I recommend starting midway through the seasons though, because season one and two are a little bit like Parks and Recreation and a few other shows. Like it starts a bit slow, but once you get once it gets cooking. <laughs> Strongly disagree with starting things halfway through the season. No, I, no, 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 no. Halfway through the um, halfway through like the series, like um, start at oh, season right, three. Right. Yeah, fair enough. No, 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 no. Because like, well, you Parks and Recreation, right? The pilot episode, the first season, in, in fact, is trash. And it's like you only watch it if you're a super fan. You need to start at season two with Veep. I would probably recommend because season one and two are a little bit slow moving and the characters aren't quite as developed as they are later on, I'd almost recommend starting at season three or four and just going back to season one and two when you're ready for it, you know? Agreed. So we've, I'm currently having this challenge with my wife. I suggested doing an office, US office rewatch, and I'm a big fan. Yeah. And it's pretty grueling that those first few episodes are a tough watch, especially We're now. Doing US office. US office, yeah. Yeah, I rewatched them on a plane recently. I didn't, I think, think, they were, I didn't think they were that bad. But the, it, it does get a lot better, the show, right? It's more if you're trying to introduce it to someone. Yeah, you know, right. Like, if you could start with the um, sort of mid-season Andy Bernard heavy episodes, that'd be <laughs> yeah. all that. Um, yeah, Paul, right. Paul, what's your high and um, high and low of the corona break? Um, high, uh, I mean, I'm not finding it that different to how low is just not being able to just go to the movies or um eat out. Yeah, I think eat out I think eat out and, and buy food is a um like buy food from Uber or something is a big is a big one for me. Yeah, eating out and going to the movies and even just like a change of scenery, going and playing playing football on a Saturday morning. Um but yesterday my mum got told off uh for swimming in the ocean. Oh, I've no. been, been swimming in the ocean as well. And turns out the police, they don't want you to drown um, and take up like hospital resources. So no swimming. Yeah, casual casual swimming near your house. It, it seems weird they're cracking down on that, but I mean... Well, I think also she was maybe far out. Like when I go swimming, I just stay like pretty close in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but she swam out to some boys. Uh, like the water boys. She didn't go out to... Um, Hang out with some boys, some, some hot boys. Some boys. <laughs> that would be cool, though. I reckon the police would be all good for that. Maybe the police were the hot boys she was um, trying to chat up, and she got herself <laughs> into a lot of hot water. Um, but the low point, yeah, is just... Um, yeah, I guess what JT said, just the kind of dread of... The world ending. Yeah, when's it going to finish? And it's sad, because... It's cancelling stuff that I was really looking forward to. The Melbourne Comedy Festival. The Edinburgh Fringe, I think, just got cancelled yesterday. Uh, the New Zealand Comedy Festival. R.I.P. Mm. I saw an article about the um, under fi- um, over-50s Cricket World Cup getting cancelled. I was like, that. no one's sad about that. Come on. The over-50 Cricket World Cup. There's a few articles out there. There's a lot of things out there. It's sad they're going, but like when it's a world crisis... I think you can go, hey, let's take a year off the under over fifties cricket world cup. I think that'd be fine. So I've got a bit of a I've got a bit of a um a thing that I hate that, that reminds me of. I hate the Masters games. Yeah. Like I really, really hate them. And it just seems like again, something that was well, not exclusively white people, yeah. but mainly sort of like middle class white people invented something because yeah. they weren't good enough at sports just and they were like, Oh, I want I want to be <laughs> good. So yeah. we'll just make this thing. Yeah, it's I um, think a lot. A lot of them, though, probably used to be athletes, right? And now they're just old. Oh, and I'm not sure. I think it would be like max ten percent used to be any good. Right. 
It's um, it's they they always they always highlight the ones who are ex pros who are doing it, but um. Um, you should have a chat with our dad because he's the biggest fan. He was the um, main referee and administrator, I think, for the basketball at the World Masters Games. But yeah, largely I think it's just like a very expensive version of social sports for old people where you travel the world. It's, I mean, we'll probably do it in a few years, so that's not bad. Yeah, I'll today. love it, I think. When I'm nah, so I've got, I've, got no issue with, I've got no issue with the thing running. It's the way people talk about it like it's the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm training for the Masters Games. It's like, well, that's just something that you like you don't have to get into. Yeah, you can just turn up on the day, really. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's same with Kelly. Say, yeah, I'll tell you who who will be excited for the over fifties because you were talking about people shouldn't be disappointed. The over fifty cricket World Cup is cancelled, hmm. but I tell you who it's good news for the forty nine year olds. Suddenly, they're available. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a, it's a very good point. Um, so a few players will be gutted because they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm I'm 72. I'm holding the team back. There's going to be a fresh batch of 50-year-olds in a year's time. <laughs> I might not make the team come next year, you know? Yeah, in big trouble. Um, JT, I heard you were working on your um, jump shot with an Instagram coach. That sounds weird. Uh, yeah, so look, guys, I've got a... Amir Culver here, I've given up trying to dunk. Um, so I just don't think it was going to happen, to be honest. I don't like to give up. on. Well, actually, no, that's totally my brand. I love giving up. Um, so I have tried to – I've pivoted to um, building some like a jump shot with an Instagram coach. So I've put a link in uh, a short video, of a slow-mo video of what I've been working on in the doc for you guys to review at your leisure. But things have gone pretty well. Whoa! So, so there's a guy on Instagram who judges your technique and sends you feedback. Yeah, you just you just send him you just send him videos from three different angles, and he gives you like a training plan. Wow. Okay, so I've got it's, the video uh, open in front of me. Are you, are you watching it, Paul? No. Let's just check it on the doc. I can open it. Paul didn't know we had a show doc. Um, I'm gonna have a look now. It's very slow motion form. Wait, wait, wait. You should, is it a turn around jump shot? What, yeah, what? it just lets the way. That's one of his training tips. You stay in the opposite direction, run 3.1 and jump around, do a 180. Wow. I actually loved that first release. I had low expectations. It was bizarre that you're doing like a two-footed turnaround jump into the jump shot. But um, I've got to be honest with you, JT, that looks pretty pure. That's, yeah, maybe a little too low on the on the dip to set, but it's nice. Do you know what? Because oh, I... When I was a kid, and when I say kid, I mean like seven, eight, nine years old, I received intense shooting training from a professional basketball coach in New Zealand who was my friend's granddad, and he really drilled the fundamentals into me. So I think I know what a shot is supposed to look like and how the mechanics are supposed to work. But then I like went off on my own. I stopped playing basketball competitively. So I have no idea what my shot was looks like. I need to do this to like correct my action because it's probably ugly as... I want to clarify for listeners with the three with the 180 thing. Um, I thought you meant do a 180 shot where you like a like a, a turnaround jump mid-air, shot, a mid-air turnaround jump shot. But he's actually jumping around, landing, and then pulling up. It's very weird, like a regular shot. So JT, is it going in? I guess I guess that's part of the big question. It looks yeah, cool. swish baby. Looks very so... high arc, which is pretty good, right? Yes, so it really is a window into what kids' lives are like. Now, it's so easy to learn something online compared to reading it in a book. Because you get to see the video instructions. 
exactly. Um, and I would say it's making a big difference. But then if I try and durable, if I try and like durable pull up, it all goes to hell. Oh, that's very hard. I think that's pretty much everyone. Like players in the NBA right. hardly do that now, right? Like I guess they do it from three, which is even harder. But um, you know, like that that kind of mid range jump shot is like almost completely gone. I remember I tried to work on it and um, you know, just couldn't shoot it at a, at a high enough percentage. Um, I've got to ask how. Um, much you're paying this Instagram jump shooting coach, or is that confidential? Uh, not confidential. Um, it was seventy-five US dollars for the initial assessment. Pretty good value, actually. But there's a lot of um, great Instagram coaches on just giving out great tips for free. I'm loving it. Okay. Okay. Well, I I can't wait to see. It. I, I reckon after this, um, uh, I reckon after this lockdown, one of the best things for me has been getting fit. And um, we're all going to be fit, and then um, we'll have to go play some basketball. And um, I need to start working on my shot now because I don't want to get shown up by bloody JT. Yeah, sounds good. I'm in. I haven't played basketball in so long, and I'm really craving it. Um, but I'm in the, the, the worst shape I've been in in my life. But I'm trying to run every day to try and get it back. Well, let, let me ask you, Paul. You haven't been mm-hmm. playing basketball, but have you been following basketball? Well, yeah, but it, it hasn't been happening. I'm just segueing. It's time for the Week in Review. Week in Review. It was very confusing. What was confusing? The that was a great segue. Oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was all right. Um, well, it bamboozled me. I'm trying to get any, any basketball content into the show I can. Um, <laughs> James Dolan has the coronavirus. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah. Uh, I'm not commenting. I feel like this is only... I feel like, get well soon, James. Well, you see the internet laughing at him, and it, it seems like a real mistake, because I feel like we're all going to get coronavirus soon. So, like, people, like, like going, ah, isn't it funny that such and such, this person I hate, has it? And it just seems like it really short-sighted, because, I mean, it's spreading like wildfire, and if you're America, you're guaranteed to get it, and if you're in New Zealand, well, a lot of people in New Zealand are going to get it too, so... Um, stay and safe, also he's got maybe. a family, right? James Dolan, and by all accounts, people within the Knicks organization quite like James Dolan. Yeah, but, but no, okay, 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 let's just look at two statements you said there. He's got a family. Hitler had a family. Oh, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's okay to equate James Dolan with Hitler. No, I'm not equating James <laughs> Dolan with Hitler. I'm just saying you can't use that as a he's got a family is not really an excuse for, you know, like some of the worst people think- in the world have had families. It's, yeah, but I'm saying it's not an excuse for saying that he's a great guy. It's just an ex- it's a reason to have empathy with someone. Okay, so should we have empathy? Okay, I'm digging myself into a hole here. But, <laughs> can I just repeat, and I apologize, I'm not equating James Dolan to Hitler. Um, although if you were looking... No, okay, I'm not going to say anything more. Um, and and your second, what was your second point again? That um, people in the next organization say he's nice? Who, who, who says he's nice? And you're saying people on his payroll like him. <laughs> yeah, okay, I can see your point there. That's like saying um, Birdie and Grimace think um, Ronald McDonald is a hell of a guy, man. you got to look where those they checks are coming from. Do they not? Yeah, bad analogy. It would, no, a better an- yeah, a better analogy would be like Mayor Hamburger and that police hamburger. <laughs> yeah. that, that is impressive McDonald's <laughs> history there, Mayor McCheese. Mayor McCheese. Yeah, right. um, Ma- I always think he must be gutted that he wasn't the face, you know? It's like they came to they came to the town and they were like, okay, we're looking for the face of the franchise. <laughs> okay, the the mayor's like, okay, I'm pretty keen, and they're <laughs> like, we're gonna go with the local clown, the local pilot, the local criminal who's 
obviously broken out of jail or something. He's still wearing his like jail clothes, like known and convicted hamburglar, and then grimace just like a purple blob. <laughs> if you're Mayor McCheese, you must be gutted. And, and, and... yeah, but you, but you know who it would be if it was to, if they were making that decision in 2020. You know who it would be, don't you? Who the plucky the plucky aviator Birdie, aka Birdie the early bird. Why? Why? The why? first identity. The first identifiably, uh, identifiably female character in the McDonald's character universe, and the only, mm. and the only. I watched character, right? I watched um, one of the first, the first um ad with Ronald McDonald in it. Terrifying, genuinely terrifying. I I recommend looking it up. Um, boy, is it uh. Scary. Oh, I assume it'll be animated. Is it probably it's real life? That's why it's so scary. Probably right. It's black and white, and oh it's just like God. this freaky clown. Um, yeah. There's some there's some super super weird stuff in there. Like I've always found the nut. Do you remember they were like Nugget Kids? They were like a gang of kids, like Nugget kid, Kids. And <laughs> and there was and there was a um Grimace had an uncle who was like it's really like an offensive Irish um caricature. He's called like. <laughs> It's called like um, something O Grimace. I can Yeah, I know this because my brother used to collect McDonald's toys back back when we were kids. But oh, I'd love to deep dive on that sometime. Yeah, and why? Is there a Ronald essentially is just a man with a painted face and a wig, right? But then he hangs out with a, a a bird that's the same size as him, and then the Hamburglar, who's also just back to being a man but a cartoon man, whereas Ronald is just a real man with face paint. But then their mayor but- is a man with a hamburger as a head. Yeah, but at least, right, like, so have you ever seen any of those, like, weird acid-fueled um, kids shows where they're just, like, creepy big monster puppets? Yeah, like H&R There's puppet stuff. stuff, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, Ronald McDonald sort of, you can see how that plays out in a brainstorm, right? They're like, okay, well, it's the, okay, McDonald, Ronald, fine, okay, what's what are kids like? Clowns, easy. But, but how do you come, what is the process that leads you to Grimace? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do you know what I think? I think maybe like a designer or a or a concept artist or someone drew like fifty different ideas, and they just took a bit from each of them, and that's why it's that's kind of the only way it kind of makes sense, right? Like, because grimace doesn't even make sense. Like, why would you have like a overweight, blobby, out of shape mascot for an, a fast food restaurant? Like, none of it makes sense. Wow. Okay, uh, guys, I'm on the McDonald's uh, Wikipedia right now. This is going to blow your mind. Originally, Grimace was the evil Grimace, with two pairs of arms, both what? designed to steal milk, both designed to steal milkshakes. What? Wow. Man, I want a milk. Man, I want a milkshake right now. Is McDonald's closed oh. around New Zealand? Wow. I've googled the first Grimace, and I can confirm he has two sets of arms, and both sets of arms are cradling milkshakes, presumably stolen. Wow. Holy shit. Hey, is guys, is McDonald's completely closed right now? That's pretty crazy, eh? Yeah, well. Yeah. And, and, and is and, it? Yeah, sorry. I was going to say the Hamburg will be running right. Because, <laughs> um, do, you, do you always find it weird how like much stricter New Zealanders than everyone else? Like, I, I, like in America, like, there's still a lot of things like, fun- I, I know I knew Los Angeles and New York are locked down, but the rest of the country, are people just still going about like kind of like pretty normal daily lives? It's crazy. So I, I bought some. I bought um, a couple of clothing items from Australia, um, and they arrived in like two days' time, and I was gobsmacked. Yeah, absolutely gobsmacked. 
Um, yeah, weird, weird times, obviously. Um, back to the basketball for a second. There's rumours that there's going to be an NBA 2K league starting up. Have you guys heard about that? I have heard. According to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, the NBA is launching a players-only NBA 2K tournament. People don't know it's a video game. Um, and the event will be broadcast on ESPN. How crazy is that? And it's how devastating would it be for those to be one of those, like, 2K nerds that, that like, just got drafted by the, one of the um, esports teams. And it's like, finally, he's got, like, 2,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> so happy. And now some actual NBA player is also going to be more famous for playing 2K. I must admit, I, I was I'm keen to watch it. Although I was I said I was keen to watch the La Liga um, FIFA tournament and never bo- bothered watching that. Do you guys think you'll watch NBA players play 2K? Hard no. I, I think I'd tune in at least once to see what. It- what it was like if they're does, does it film them talking and stuff yeah like, yeah if they're it'd be just funny yeah if they're some of the more outspoken players and they get to trash talk each other that would be good value mm. I, I will say this with the esports do they actually draft people to the teams yeah, yeah like they people, have a live draft yeah people That's play great. for the chicago bulls esports team and stuff and do, like because the orlando magic team um like there's been like the odd game where they've been like and there's the esports team coming to support um, and there'll just be these nerdy guys there. But um, do they actually have to go and live like all together in like a house or something in Orlando? Nah, or... I, I don't think it's like the I don't think it's like the semi-famous Twitch gangs. It's I don't I mean maybe they do, but I don't think so. I think that would be cool if they did. <laughs> and secondly, um, I wonder like who's has it? I mean it's not been going long, but like, do players are there busts? Are there like draft busts? <laughs> And guys, like, just... Great question. There would be. <laughs> they there got de- it wrong. There definitely would be. Um, I know there's definitely eSport gamers in, like, career and stuff who, like, are, like, phenomenons and then don't live up to their potential or don't live up to their contract or, like, you know, have a breakdown and can't perform at the high level anymore. Like, it does, it's just... It's kind of like normal sports. Mm. It plays to my theory, mm-hmm. though, that I'll watch anything if it's competitive and close. And I'm like, if this eSport league gets going and it gets to the playoffs and, like... Um, a couple of these guys are kind of entertaining. I'll definitely tune into that, but it's it's pretty hilarious yeah. how desperate ESPN is now. They have a career-ending like thumb injury, like, a real bad thumb injury. L- lose that which the twitch fiber in your thumb. I think that two, that's a good point, Paul, because two K gamers' careers would be a lot longer than your your say your League of Legends, where it's all about clicks per minute, and you like you basically over the hill at twenty two. <laughs> That's so amazing that because you'd assume gaming would be a thing that you get better and better at, but like, is it nah. is it the speed of your brain or the speed of your finger that makes kids better at um, esports? It's reaction. It's reaction time. It's pure reaction time. So like the the people are so good at like so League of Legends, right? It's this that it's it's all moves and counter moves. So they once you do start building, I don't really know the game that well, but say you once it's evident what strategy you're doing. It's how quickly you can, at a meta level, react to that strategy. But then it's also around purely the the time between your brain and your fingers clicking. And so the second part's as important as the overarching strategy. So people are honestly like don't aren't good past 22-23. The hilarious thing about esports is it's like they're harder to get into than actual sports, right? Like. Anyone can sit down and watch a game of adults out on a field running around trying to throw a ball through a hoop or kick a ball through a net. 
But like esports, like you actually have to understand. You almost have to play the game before you, because I just have no idea. League of Legends, I can't even imagine what they're doing. And then when you occasionally see it on TV or whatever, you just, I just can't even begin. Even even a game I understand, I struggle. What is League of Legends? Like, what is the vibe of League of Legends? It's like real-time strategy, like a like civilization. Nah, do you remember like Command and Conquer Red Alert? Yeah. Like a yeah, like a well, okay. really out of examples here like a, it's like civilization except not turn-based it's all real time happening at the same time yeah like age so. of empires age of empires perfect that's what i was trying to say i don't know i'm embarrassed that, to see civilization it always annoyed me how it, like age of empires was so speed based like i would want to focus on like layout of town like making a nice town square <laughs> like more like city design yeah and then like by the time i finished my town square like this big army would come and just burn it to the ground and i haven't even like built a barracks yet yeah i don't even forget so once i was never good at age of empires but once i got i i started playing it for a few days or whatever and i started like landing online with strangers and it was like a two-on-two game and I was like going along pretty slowly, and meanwhile, um, my my enemy my the, my enemies were building up big armies, and my teammate was building a big army. But while they were doing this, I sent I got to the boats. I sent boats out, and I found this small island out in the because I was like on a coastal little coastal town. I found this small island, and I sent out on a boat a um a fortress like one of those horse and carriages that turned into a fortress. And I set it up on the island, and then I put as many towers around it, like with the arches in it, as possible. <laughs> and then I built walls around it, and then I put as many soldiers out there as I could. And then I just made as many um, warships as possible, yeah. surrounded it with warships. While this was happening, my teammate was getting destroyed by the other two teams who were ganging up <laughs> on him. And he was like, he kept messaging, being like, "Man, send help! I need help! Send help!" But I was like, just focused on this. Um, this island fortress and then they destroyed him and he was like oh good luck beating them two on one kind of thing he was gone then they came and just ravaged my town that had no defense like burned it to the ground and i'd set off some people running like so they chased them for a while <laughs> finally um <laughs> finally like found them because i like they're scattered all over like um i was like moving them around because they hadn't uncovered they they finally got to the stage where they could uncover all the mist and they could see and they killed them, and then they, but then they sent a boat out to to this like dot out in the water, and it just got absolutely ravaged, and they kept sending boats out, and they would just get absolutely destroyed by this island, and um, it went for legit like hours of their messaging being like, you've lost, man, can you just quit? Well, and they're like, no, you've got to get through this this island stronghold, and anyway, great. Eventually they did win, I think. Oh. It took hours. It was great, and there was nothing I could do, so I could just leave and go do whatever I wanted. Well, you um, um you you didn't win the game, you won. but you pissed them off, and I mean that's a win in, in many ways, is it? Um, I agree. A lot of so agree. can I just can yeah. I just weigh in on it? I've got to actually pour. I've been the other guy in that exact scenario. Yeah, we had a we had a land in Dunedin, and I act I feigned um, ignorant stage of impasse, and then went online and found out like the build order to get to Castle Age as quickly as possible, memorized it, and just <laughs> and destroyed everyone in my flat except for one guy who's holed out in an island just like that with some sort of long bowman. And I still yeah, have wonderful. that I still have that save game file. 
we had to put we had to like pause it halfway through, and he's been running me from me ever since. But I swear, in my life, I will finish that game. <laughs> Either that, or the computer will no longer run the um the app. Um, what's the difference between a program and an app? Oh, I'll talk about that another time. Um, the people are talking about the NBA returning, and this is ESPN and Athletic, um, uh, broadcasters who have got to write something about basketball, so I guess you've got to just speculate if the NBA will come back. Um, do you guys think there's any chance of it coming back, or is it is it done forever? Wait, what do you mean? Well, I'm just thinking surely it's not coming back until like the t- until it's time for next season at, le- at the most optimistic estimate, in which case they, they possibly will cancel the season this year. I think realistically we'll look at that, right? I think it'll surely. I I mean, I guess I'm an optimist, but I assume the season will finish. So what's happening in China? Because that's the big, that's a good sort so of bellwether for it. Brian right? Windhorse asked, um, tweeted uh, a couple of hours ago. The Chinese government issued a new order today restricting resumption of team sports. A heavy blow for pro basketball to return as soon as planned. China's attempt to restart sports are being watched closely by leagues across the world. Huge issue as. Um, uh, asymptomatic, um, asymptomatic carriers are hard to detect. And um, that's the fact, right? Like that you get one person in one of these leagues and it's not going to happen, even if everyone is in the leagues in isolation. And it's so hard to tell because you can't just take all resources away to run your luxury sports league. It just, it, for me, people saying the league's going to come back. I was listening to um, some Muppet from The Athletic talking about how he'd... Th- he, he wanted to cancel the re- rest of the regular season and get straight into playoffs. And he was talking about how, like, because exposure to the virus is the biggest problem. And I was like, if exposure to the virus is at all a problem, then the season is cancelled. And I feel like anyone writing an article right now saying the Premier League or the NBA is coming back is absolutely dreaming. And I, I, I'm i now on team um, probably the season's going to be cancelled, I'd say. And I want... I've, I'm of the opinion that even if they have to wait till 2022, they should finish the season... But um, realistically, they'll probably just look at ending it, I reckon. I'll tell you what, it's kind of good news for Lakers haters as their team is like all like yeah. 48 years old. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was thinking that. I was, I, 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 Who does it hurt the most? This, yeah, definitely LeBron James. And that is because the guy's already old. He's playing at an unbelievable level. And yeah, don't get me wrong, he's, got, he's probably in a cryogenic chamber right now, like resting his muscles. But um, you can't beat Father Time. No one's beat him before. And, um, and every day that goes past is working against him and a massive cancellation of the season, which right now it looks like it's going to be at least um, five or six months at the most optimistic I could possibly be. And I, this is not coming from an op- op- opinion of expertise, obviously, it's just my opinion. But like looking at the writing on the wall, I'm like LeBron is, um, yeah, it's, it's a real shame for him, I think. And what's oh, no, no. I know no one can beat Father Time, but you'd have to admit right now, it's pretty even. Like, I would marginally give LeBron the edge. <laughs> yeah, good point, good point. Um, so, do we agree that it hurts the Lakers? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
most out of any team? Definitely Lakers. Um, probably Rockets, as um, their mental owner is like, you know, already worried about his Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. If, if he's bad, though, it could be a blessing that he has to sell the team, you know? Yeah, but I doubt, would he sell low? You know, sure, you'd wait a couple of years until, like, the league and the world has recovered before you try and sell it. Don't get me wrong, there's probably billionaires out yeah, there who are okay. looking to asset buy, and there's probably about 10 people who could jump in and take it, but you'd probably mm, wait until the... the yeah, the team. <laughs> yeah oh, it'd be the absolute dream, eh? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think Rockets would probably be in trouble. Who are, who are the other contenders who are, like, this year um, make or break... Um, yeah, Clippers have still got ye- have have got years to go, so they're all right. Bucks are in their and prime. Raptors, the Raptors are done, but I I didn't think Raptors were serious contenders anyway. But Paul, you'd be sad about that. Uh, um, this who who does it hurt? The, um, who does it help the most? Um, the Orlando Magic, Golden. whose twelve year plan Golden is State. going perfect. Golden State, yeah, yeah. Right. It helps. Um, the Magic it does because imagine if come playoff time. We got Jonathan Isaac. We've got a healthy roster. Jonathan Isaac, Alfarika Minu. Well, yeah, the dream team. Yeah, the dream, to the chief back. The dream team comes back, but um, uh, in all seriousness, though, if one of these, I, I just, as I said, I think all these ESPN and athletic guys are full of shit when they talk about like how the playoffs would work if you came back and having a a three game um opening round and stuff like that. But for the Magic as an eighth seed, that would be the only chance of beating the Bucks, right? Would be if it was a three game series, you win the first and then you've just got to fluke the second. Like they beat the Raptors last year. You've just got to fluke the second game and all of a sudden you're like um out of the first round. Hey Paul, oh. um Mark Alfalt has been quite quiet on Instagram, eh? I think I think this might be quite a good thing for that shoulder. Yeah. Wait, the you, do do you think Instagram posts are, are a bad sign for his shoulder. Yeah, because he's one of the most um, uh, pendulum swinging Instagram posters I've ever seen. You know how he'll have like spates of going weeks where he'll have three or four inspirational quotes per day, <laughs> or like eight photos about a family member, and then he'll just delete everything and go silent, or with the occasional yeah. crypt- cryptic update. Yeah. So I think silence is golden when it comes to Markel Fultz. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Okay. Hey. We on. um when he, when he first arrived in um Orlando, yeah, people were got really scared when he when he first deleted everything, but then someone had to be like, "No, he does this. This is what he does. He'll just clear it, start again." Good on him. I, I should do that with all my social media presences, and now's probably the time to do it. Um, we're getting into magic chat. It's time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. Did someone say someone and talk talk over the sting? What was going on? Paul said, "Uh oh," and I laughed. Why'd you say, "Uh oh," Paul? I don't know. I just I was trying to prep before real quickly, but I haven't really. Okay. I mean, there's not not a lot's happened in the Magic Universe, so I'll keep it short. Um, I don't know where, but the, the the main story this year, a lot of people were reminiscing on the 09 um, finals run of the Magic, and including one Carmelo Anthony, who uh, who thinks I don't know when he said this. Uh, He's been oh, doing a lot of live that, chats, live streams. Yes, it was in his live, his much um, highly controversial 
live with Dwayne Wade on Instagram. Um, can we just talk? Man, people are turning on. I mean, people have always kind of not liked Carmel Anthony, but Dwayne Wade has really cemented himself as one of the most hated players. Oh, you mean on NBA Expo. Reddit or in the world? Well, they're both in the world, right? No, nah, I, I think there's two, there's multiple worlds. There's like a Twitter bubble, you know, there's a, a political bubble, there's a, and NBA Reddit is definitely a specific bubble. And while we hate... Um, it's a bubble of NBA fans. Yeah, but it's not nah. like it's it's a it's a very small demographic of like men between the ages of eighteen and twenty uh, and thirty five or whatever. You know, like it's like and they're all generally white middle class. Like you know, um, probably leans a little bit international. Like I don't know. There's just it's definitely as a bubble. I think. Right. Yeah, I think you're right, guy. Because I think I think actually Dwayne Wade and other circles is at a zenith of popularity. Like. We, yeah. we we just we just put it down to that dunk contest, but most people just saw that, thought it was um, funny and controversial, and moved on. But NBA Reddit will talk about it for the rest of. No, no, it was not just that. It's just the way in every interview, and he just seems like a jerk, right? Well, we'll just go to that first controversy because I was really annoyed that they were apparently, according to ESPN and Twitter and stuff, having a go at Darko Milicic, who was the second pick in between LeBron and Carmelo. I think it was the same yeah. draft as Dwayne Wade. I think he was fifth or sixth, maybe, and he was he was a he was a bust, right? And then I actually went back and watched. Better career than Melo. No, he did not do that. Um, but <laughs> one, one win versus no wins. But they, Melo can't say nothing. They looked like real assholes, and Darko Milicic was asked about it. And it's and don't get me wrong, Darko Milicic made millions of dollars. You didn't feel that sorry for him, and he and he, he did fail in his job that he was hired to do. But and um, but they Darko, uh, uh, sorry, um. Carmelo and D-Wade were just shooting the shit. And it's really cool that we get to see two guys just trash talk and have a laugh. And they weren't even that arrogant. They were just two Basel players just like having a chat like there was no one else in the room. And they were like airing that. And I think it's kind of it's what, it's kind of what ruins discourse a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm sounding real serious here. But what I mean is just like two people just talking, celebrities talking freely and open, openly, or athletes, when people grab every little line that could possibly be misconstrued as like a slight or trash talk or, um, you know, uh, controversial, and turning that into an article. And really, they were just casually joking about it. And Carmelo kind of flippantly said, if I got drafted by Detroit, I would have won three championships. And yeah, that's arrogant, but that's what you say when you're talking to your friends. Like, it's fun chat, and I feel annoyed that people mm. kind of jumped on that a little bit. Yeah, no, he's just so hateable that, and it's just so annoying. He always has all these like what ifs. So the, that's what I was going to talk about. That's why I brought him up in Magic Mayhem. Okay, okay, okay. Is he says uh, he says that if that if the if they'd beaten the Lakers in 2009, they would have swept the Magic oh in the finals. Gosh. Yeah, ridiculous. Get out of here, man. Your best, pl- your your freaking. You're mental, mate. Yeah. You had a... I like you tried to list another player on those um, Nuggets. And... <laughs> Alan Iverson? No, 30, I, 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 year old Alan Iverson. I, I oh, he only was, played three games. That was probably Chance, pre... Chance, uh, it was, was Chauncey Billups, Billups and um, Kenyon Martin, right? Yeah, big shot Billups. Yeah, um, but 32-year-old Chauncey Billups. Um, but this and is, uh... Nene was there like... <laughs> Next best player, J.R. Smith was a key player. Nene was actually all right, um, but just rewind. But it is, I, I, agree, I agree with you. It's really annoying. It's like, yeah, the Houston Rockets could have won six championships in the last three years if this and that had gone right, and Chris Paul's thumb was okay. But it's like they didn't, and in sport, you just can't, you can't say that. And it's really annoying that like 
like when LeBron James and Chris Bosh and D Wade, three of the best players in the NBA, got together on the same team in Miami, and not only that, decimated the the, the other good teams, Toronto and Cleveland, by leaving them. Everyone was like, "Yeah, these guys are probably right when they say they're going to win seven championships." And then, of course, they only ma- managed two, right? Like, it's just so hard to win a championship. And even KD on the Warriors could only win two, right? Like, it's so so difficult. Um, injuries and just so many things can go wrong that like it's just crazy when people speculate. So I understand your frustration. So, but Paul, I on Dwayne Wade specifically, this is surprising me because quite often I agree with you, but I feel like I hated Dwayne Wade, hated him up until like six months ago. And I, I think maybe I don't think it's the, maybe it's the thing with Zaya. I really respected that, so maybe that's wait, what that's, was it? What's Zaya? JT, you got to explain Zaya. why you like him. Oh, sorry. So Zaya um, is him and is um, his. I think so. She now identifies as a she, but she came out trans about oh, two months yeah, ago, yeah. and he was quite vocally supportive. Which I guess in a coming from a basketball, which is like notoriously homophobic, as a notorious, uh, pretty cool how vocal he was in support. Um, it's, mm. it's not his. I, kid, I actually did think he I forgot. Person. No, it's a kid. It's his kid, right? It's good, yeah. Oh, it's his own child. Um, I actually forgot yeah. about that, but I will say this: I I liked him when he was like young D Wade for the Heat, um, that championship with Shaq. I liked him back then. Um, then That's when I hated him. Right, I hated uh, big. Th- I hated him later in his career, um, and then I forgot about that that story you brought up. But I just remember him. Um, Getting furious at his high school, his son's high school coach for not playing him on TV. Um, uh, re- the dunk contest, and then uh, coughing, doing the cough, um, the Dirk Nowitzki cough. Uh, that's when I hated him the most. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he just seems like Paul, a jerk. Paul, how much though, honestly, if you were to do a pie graph, what does the pie graph look like as a proportion of it's purely based on the dunk comp? Not that much. Yeah. Really? No, okay. Nah, I, for I, me, it's just... What I think is interesting about this, because I hear both of your views and agree and disagree with each of them equally, it's just interesting how you can both look at the same player and have completely opposite perspectives of him. And I, I think it speaks for everyone. It's like you, you have an opinion of a politician or something like that, and it can be based on one small thing or one thing they said. or you know, It just doesn't take much to to create an opinion and form it. It's just kind of fascinating. But one person that I had a... I think, um, yeah, sorry? I just want to say, I reckon give him five years, I reckon both of you will hate him. Um, I, I'm not That's a big fan of D-Wade at the moment. I don't like his big hats, but I've definitely loved him in the past, and um, and yeah, it just it just it changes. But, you know, I, I just think he's just a, a, um, a billionaire basketball player living his best life, and yeah, shout out to him. He seems like a decent person. He's just a bit of a muppet sometimes. Um... But Darko Milicic did not seem like a decent person. Like, he got drafted into the NBA, dyed his hair like Eminem, sulked on the bench for about five seasons while getting paid the, 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 the payroll, while, while all the other players that got drafted around him really succeeded massively. I think that was the same draft as Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, I think maybe Chris Paul? LeBron James, obviously. Chris Bosh, they're all of that generation. Maybe Chris Paul was a year or two beforehand. But the point is, it was one of the most amazing, probably the most amazing draft ever. And Darko did not do himself any favours by not only struggling to perform, but also looking like a bit of a douche. But man, did he respond um, maturely to the um, 
the the controver- the fake controversy that ESPN or whatever made up. Um, he just I, I thought it was quite poetic what he wrote, and I wanted to read it out if that's okay. Um, he 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 said, um, "Wasn't my story already told?" They thank God made it. I didn't. We're not kids. We're grown men. I hope you're mature enough to understand that life is full of rises and flo- f- rises and falls. Advice to them, because I think of them more or less as good guys, is to not judge and mock when, thank God, you do not go through the path that I went through. To them, I wish them all the best, as always, and I salute their careers. All the best for further in life and lots of success and less judgments. Wow. How beautiful is well, that? So eh? If you're mellow, you can't judge no one until you do something. <laughs> Get a grip, man. But, 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 but Paul, you don't want to jump on guys like Mellow and D Wade. It was really cool to be able to see them just chatting so candidly. Don't like shoot them down for that, I reckon. Otherwise, they'll just say everything. So Mellow like... deserves to be shot down. Nah. Until you do something in your career, you got to be shot down. I feel like you're. You, I feel like Carmelo is your your darko, Paul. What do you mean? Wait till, well, wait till he hears this and responds to you in a mature way. <laughs> yeah. um, Carmelo has done stuff as well. He's an NCAA champion with uh, Syracuse, and I think he's the most winningest in, um, Olympic basketball player of all time. Yeah, but his record is bad in for Team USA. People try and say, like, oh, he's great in international basketball. He might suck in the NBA, but he's great at international basketball. No, no, no one says he sucks in the NBA. He just had a... A, a career less than what he was expected to do. Like in his rookie and second season, he was a lot of people thought he was better than LeBron. No. I'm a I'm a mellow lover and unashamedly. <laughs> okay, um, is that is that the end of Magic Mayhem? Paul got any more mayhem? Uh, JT, you said you had some mayhem to get in there. Oh yeah, Paul. I just wanted to ask you um, as a total yeah, he's, Magic. He's actually he's three and two for Team USA. Well, he's he's got three. That's pro- three gold medals is probably like the record, right? It's it's no, more it's guess, more a sign yeah. that just a, a, not many American players go back for three Olympics. Like most people move on, but anyway. Um, JT, you had something to say? Oh yeah, Paul. I just wanted to um, to ask you whether Penny Hardaway is he is he like well regarded in the magic fan community, the magicians or whatever you call? Good question. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I always think like. Have you been following so his coaching career? No, uh, not really. I, I know he was involved in the the big scandal, obviously, this year. Because well, I've got a I've got a theory, Paul. Yeah. I think so. so I am only aware of him because I love the Penny Hardaway shoes. I forget what they're all called, but specifically the ones. And yeah, they've just they're been re-released. The Penny ones, I think. Yeah, right. And they've just been re-released. And anyway, I was following. I was looking through that hashtag. And his he seems to have the best relationship with all his players, like incredible. Yeah. So, what better coach for a young Magic team than Penny Hardaway? Um. Yeah, I could see it happening in the future. If he's not get in him jail. in there. Um, a... I mean, I feel like their season, Memphis's season, wasn't great this year, right? Like marred by scandal. So get him in there as like an offensive coordinator or something. Whatever you. Yeah. I don't know what under. Under the great um, Steve Clifford. Oh, Steve Clifford, yeah. Just an idea, yeah. anyway. Oh, I'd be really keen to have him involved for sure. Um, get him in, yeah, keen. Hey JT, you claim you you claimed two weeks ago that we owed you a, an apology for something we said on the podcast, and I st- I listened back to the podcast, and I still can't figure out what we have to apologise for. 
Yeah, so I, look, I can't remember all the specifics, but there was something along the lines of we, we said we, I was proving how good a guesstimator I was, and yeah. we were talking about Kevin Love's career earnings, and I said on the spot that he earned $140 million, and you were like, no way, that's laughable, there's no way he's earned that much, when in fact he has, in, in fact, earned today something like 150 Wow. Well, I listened back... And this is what I heard. JT wanted to guess how much he'd made. And he guessed 160... I said, I'll Google it. JT guessed 160 million. Guy said he thought not that high. And then I said I couldn't find it on the internet. So I owe no apologies. And, what, and what's, the actual, hey, what's the actual answer? Well, I don't know. I said I, I couldn't find it on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I wish that one, th- one of the three of us had in the... <laughs> And the and the weeks following actually looked up his career earnings. But I looked it up enough to feel confident. Yeah, but but according to Paul, I, I only said not that high. And if it's no, nah, you than... you laid it on thick. You were like, no way, Paul. I think Paul's underselling how much, how how vehemently you are. You said I was overestimating. Okay, well. I listened to it back as well as I could as well. I couldn't even find anything. Maybe I just like zoned out during that bit. But like I couldn't. Yeah, I mean, mate, if you want to get an apology, I'm not apologizing today. You're going to have to find some hard evidence. I want a transcript. I want evidence. I want facts. I want bus or reference. Okay, I've got it. I've got it. Hoops Hut. Yeah. Has, has, this is only including the 18-19 season, not including 19-20. Okay. And he's, he's due to make another 20 million. And his career earnings were 146 million. Wow. And what'd you guess, guesstimate? 160. Wow! So I was eight. I was eight million short. Yeah. Okay. And and but okay. I've got a website here, Sport Spot Track. I come on here often to look at players' contracts and stuff. I would say it's probably more accurate than Hoops Hype, but yeah. Their estimation: twelve seasons, one hundred and seventy seventy four point five million. Maybe that includes endorsements. Oh, maybe. No, that's that's just contracts. I, I still I still won't apologize, JT, until you <laughs> you need to you need to clarify I don't think I don't get me wrong, I, I think I maybe doubted you or said lower, but you need to clarify how like adamant if I was like you're an F word, mate. Like, okay, you know, so how about can we reach a can we reach a um let's reach a let's negotiate this. I don't need an apology. I just need a heartfelt admission that I was right. And acknowledgement of what a great guesstimate. Okay. So can I just, for a start, be like Trump and say I am not just? Can I just acknowledge that I'm not making an apology right now, and an apology will never be given? But what I will say <laughs> is I would just like to acknowledge that JT did an excellent guesstimation of Kevin Love's career earnings up until the 2019-2020 season, and I even I'm going to be the bigger man here. I'm even going to tip my hat to you, tip of the hat, to say okay. well guesstimated, mate. That was I would like an apology. from JT (laughs) for claiming that I doubted him and his estimating skills really this has really turned on JT all I wanted to do was google it so I could um, just say the actual number on the podcast okay well Paul I want to extend my heartfelt apology for accusing you of wrongdoing uh, I would point out, though, that you know there are times when you should say something, and not saying something is almost you're almost guilty by 
not sticking up to someone. I just want to put that out there, okay? Yeah, okay. And I personally would like to offer a heartfelt apology um, to Carmelo Anthony for firing up at him before. Um, three and two isn't that bad for Team USA. I mean, some would argue that... No, I'd say that, that is they bad the... when they're the favourite every year. That is pretty bad. Yes, he was pretty young in some of those first ones. Um, oh, well, some would argue that at the, one, but... at the World Champs in 2002 or whatever... Um, is that when the first time, Le- Le- like they before they even got drafted, like LeBron and Carmelo were like getting experience and they lost? Was it was it, were they in that one? Like, it, oh, or was it Greece? The Greece Olympics, two thousand and four, and um, it was kind yeah, of they were... it was Larry Brown's fault for not playing Carmelo and LeBron, which is why they came third. Like they probably would have been better with LeBron and Carmelo on the floor, kind of thing. Um, Melo, uh, you came for my magic. You disrespected them. I was angry. Uh, and you're an easy target for having a bad career and not playing defense and thinking offense is everything. It's not. This is like a uh, backhanded. Sorry, co- this is a backhanded apology. Yeah, that's the, no, it's a heartfelt I, apology. But Paul, I was thinking, I was thinking how proud I was of this podcast for like how mature <laughs> we've responded to the COVID okay, crisis. Okay, I just apologize without any co- further comment. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, it's, not, it's it. also not controversial yeah. to think Carmelo's a bit of a douche. I just want him to continue to be a douche on Instagram Live because it's fun and I enjoy listening to NBA players be douches. And just before we get through the apologies, because I just want to get a dig in at someone then apologize, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Brian Windhorst brings up the fact he knows people in China too much. <laughs> I get it. I'm not impressed. Okay. I'm sorry, Brian, but it's not that cool to know people in China. <laughs> well, I, I think it's pretty cool. I don't know anyone in China. I could if I wanted. No, you, I don't think... Okay. This is a challenge for you by next week's podcast. Um, get a friend in China. I reckon it's going to be harder than you think. Oh, I already do. Does it have to be a new friend? Okay. What, okay. what friend do you have in China? Uh, a guy, Lee, who was came to my high school to learn English, and I befriended him. He came to a football practice, not realizing it was an organized team, and I, I befriended him. And oh. we're friends. And he, he, he brought me presents when he came visited from China a couple of years ago. Great oh, guy. Wow. Okay, that's a true... Um, can I just say how bad it is? Are you, are you saying this guy came from China and he had to go to Palmerston North, New Zealand? He, he, he did. He didn't have to. I'm sure he loved it. That is brutal. Like, at, yeah, least, not good, uh... at least choose a New Zealand town that's on the water. Like, there's a lot of crap holes in New Zealand that are, like, beautiful and like, like even Timaru, I'm like, that is a beautiful place, even though it's not known for being the best town. But Palmy North is pretty brutal if you're from China. Like, uh, anyway, I guess he got a, he got a real like agricultural experience, maybe. Yeah, and he got he got a great friend as well. So. Oh, that's lovely. Um, just before we go, Paul, do you have time for a bit of movie magic? Or <laughs> yeah, um, let's do it. Um, also, I was just thinking, man, there's some Paul, the quarantine. Oh, but you can say what you're gonna say. No, just keep the music playing. Then, welcome to movie magic. I assume the music stopped. Can't hear it. It's, you kind of talked over it, but that's fine. Um, this week, a throwback to two. I, we we travel back to 2011. Happier times. Um, I don't know where you guys were. I was in uh, 
Wellington, New Zealand. Where were you guys in 2011? 2011, I was living in London, I think. Mr. International. It, it, it actually came out in New Zealand in 2012, early 2012, um, the summer. Guy, where were you? The summer of 2012. Um, I was in. I was where I am right now, Auckland, New Zealand. That's embarrassing. Where's what's happening with my life, eh? Um, but anyway, Martin Scorsese, Hugo, what a flick. Uh, rewatched it the other night. Uh, you guys seen it? No. Um, is this the animated boy one? No. Ah. Can you give it us a, a brief, boy, but a brief premise? I can't I remember the I remember the name of it, but I can't remember. I thought it was. I'm getting confused with um, Polar Express or Midnight Express or whatever. Um, Hugo, he lives in a train station in Paris. Uh, he he fixes the clocks and he sets the time on the clocks and he lives kind of in the walls and roofs of the train station. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to spoil it. Is he, does he have a family? Is this a child who has to? Do oh, he's an orphan. Labor? He's an orphan. That's horrific. Yeah. I've already got a lot of questions about Hugo. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen it? Nah, but it has. But does, does, has anyone checked in on Tom Hanks recently? It just reminded me that's he's that story went quiet. He's all good. He's all good. Right. And was he involved in Hugo? Or we no. No, he's in the Polar Express. Yeah, we're, we're all getting, right, we're that's the movie I'm thinking of. Yeah, Polar Express. Okay. So this no, is more like Hunchback of Notre Dame style. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, kinda. Um, a little bit. But he um. He doesn't have a any sort of disability. He um he is kind of annoying, Hugo. Like he um Yeah, he's just kind of annoying the whole time. That's my one complaint with the movie is that Hugo is a little unlikable and annoying. Can he but can, um, which is pretty bad for your main central character who the type movie's named after. Can he leave still a great can he leave his job fixing the clocks or is he stuck there for the rest of his life? Uh well he doesn't want to because then he'll get sent to the orphanage and they make the orphanage out to sound like it's quite a bad place. Um, so he, he lives there cause basically, I don't want to spoil too much, but his uncle was living in there. He lives in this like horrible little hut apartment in the walls and he goes and he sets the clocks and, um, he brings Hugo in to, um, to kind of help him. And then the uncle, and dies. Then the uncle just disappears basically. And Hugo's like, Ooh. if they find out I'm here by myself, they'll take me to the orphanage. So ah. I just need to make sure the... The clocks keep going and keep a low profile, and you know steal um, food and drink. Paul, to you are doing an excellent job of whetting my ep- appetite, sir. I'm feeling the the magic of the movies seep into me. A wonderful film. Some really funny moments. Some really heartwarming moments. A great score. It's just a classy flick, I think. You think it's about one thing, but then it kind of ends up being about something completely different. It's a, it's a great fl- great flick. I will say though, Paul, you're very impartial to like stories about like this seems like your dream film. Like it sounds like you wrote it about like small boys living in, in railway stations. Like I feel like <laughs> that's your that's your main genre of films you like. Correct, yes. Polar Express, Paddington Two. No, I haven't two. seen the Polar Express. Um, Paddington Two is unbelievable. Pa- uh, Paddington So I thought I was getting tracked, right? Like I'm not a big movie buff, as you know, and I a friend of mine was strongly encouraging me to watch uh, Paddington 1 and 2, and I thought it, I was being duped and that this was some, some sort of gag slash trick. That, those are actually probably one of my favourite ever sequels, you know, like, Unreal, considering both right? movies. 
So good. Yeah, really. Thank you, yeah. Paddington. I've got to watch them. I've got to. I've got to check them out for next week. And Paul, you'd strongly um, recommend Hugo. I think it's a great flick. Yeah, um, and just like Christopher Lee in it is like he's a, he's a very small role, but man, every time he speaks, you just want to cry. Wow, is he dead now? R.I.P. Christopher Lee. Uh, yes, yes, he did pass away, which I think is partly one of the reasons. Makes it so sad. Why um, he he passed away just a few years after, about three years after, yeah. And it's uh, it's like when you watch um, Harry Potter and you you know that Gandalf is dead, and you're like Gandalf, I love you. But, wait, but are you talking about the actor Richard Harris? Yeah. It's, he's just in the first movie. He 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 got replaced. <laughs> I thought it was real funny that I um, called him Gandalf and you didn't notice. Uh, um, anyway, thank you for watching movie review movie magic and getting into the magic of the movies um that was hugo also recommend paddington one and two and that was the end of our podcast i think we did pretty well considering there's nothing to talk about we find stuff to talk about every week and can we can we tease um a little for next week a little check back in on um you're gonna make a chinese uh, friend uh yeah uh yeah yeah and also love to check back in on basketball gm and i did also have a request from a listener um, for a suggested segment that he wanted to be called Like It or Loathe It, but I don't like that title. But there's a couple of questions, top, hot, hot buttoned questions for next week's podcast. Oh, sick. Oh, well, it's going to be a good podcast, especially with you and your new and Chinese friend. Maybe you can guest on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> next, week, next week, I might have on Basketball GM, I might try and line it up so my team is ready for like the playoffs or maybe even the finals or something, try and like line it up love and it. simulate live on podcasts. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I'll, okay. be- I'll believe it when I see it. Thanks to everyone for listening. I've been Guy Williams. Yeah. I've been JT, General Manager of the Mexico City Aztecs. Uh, and I don't do it anymore, but it is worth noting that I've, um, I've moved teams and I'm no longer with the Seattle Symphony and I'm now with the Tampa Bay... Uh, the Tampa Bay Turtles. Wow. Yeah, congrats, Paul. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Just a nice, nice climb. <laughs>